postseason awesomeness is everywhere. That's just a little foreshadowing of what this episode will entail. Welcome to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Lachance. You can listen to this episode or any of the previous 266, because this is 267, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the website www.rss.com backslash podcasts, that is plural with an S, backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Socials, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. If you'd like to hit me up on the personals, name is Brandon Lachance, spelled L-A-Chance with the capital C. Twitter is at Lachance Writer. On all the socials, all the plugs, please like, five-star, review, comment, all those things. Please help us out. We appreciate the love and support. Moves us up the rankings. Helps share the spotlight that we are showing on Illinois every way that we can. If you have any questions, suggestions, you want to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, or you'd like to become an Edge of Your Seat podcast sponsor, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, much love for Cavelli Productions, my guy from SIU, Brian Cavelli, for the intro and outro beat. This episode is brought to you by First State Bank. The bank in northern and central Illinois has 19 locations from the Burbs to little rural towns. They are all over the place sharing their banking skills, their kindness. I have banked with First State Bank since 2011 and I've never wanted to leave or go to another bank ever. They're that good. This is episode 267. Today is Wednesday, May 31st. We have a lot going on in the area with state everything. So you know we got to start with win-lose stat. We have boys track. The state meet was this past weekend. Baseball and softball. Class 1A starts your IHSA state semifinals on Friday. Then 3A and 4A start their state tournament next week. June 9th and 10th. For girls soccer, the 1A state tournament was May 26th and 27th. 2A and 3A had their supers yesterday, Tuesday, May 30th. The semifinals will be Friday, the champions Saturday for the IHSA state tournament. And then boys tennis, they had their state meet May 25th and 27th this past weekend. So we're starting to get the end here as all the Sports are having their state tournaments or had their state tournaments within the next week or two. So we are closing in on the 2022-2023 school year and the spring season of 2023. It has been an awesome ride. There has been an amazing turnout in state tournaments and sectionals and regionals and just everyday play during the regular season. It has been fantastic to cover and to relay to you of what's been going on with these high school athletes, coaches, programs, etc., etc., etc. All those etc.s capitalized, bolded explanation points for every single one of them. On this show, we have a couple guests. We have Amboy Boys Track Coach Jeremy Whitnauer. He had the 400 relay team of seniors Zane Murphy and Kyler McNich and sophomores Joel Billhorn and Caleb Yonos get to the state tournament. They qualified in a tough 
very, very tough sectional to advance to the state meet. On Thursday, May 25th, they ran a 335-47 at the Class 1A IHSA state track meet, but they didn't make the finals. There were so many competitive relay teams this year all over the state. They missed out of the final day on Saturday, but they qualified for state. They had a great season. Man, Amboy has got track runners all day, every day. Seems like they get to state a lot. Also on this show, Hall Jr. Peyton Dye pitched the Red Devils to a Class 2A sectional championship victory 1-0 against Lewistown Valley, Cuba, Thursday, May 25th. The Red Devils then won the 2A Knoxville sectional championship 12-7 on Saturday, May 27th. They were down 7-3, scored seven runs in the top of the sixth, and then they had two solo home runs in top of the seventh for the 12-7 victory. I was calling the game on WLPO 103.9, and man, was that fun to watch. Unfortunately for Hall, they lost in Monday's Super Sectional to Joliet Catholic Academy 14-4. By the way, happy Memorial Day to all. Thank you to everyone that deserves that, helping us get to where we are as a country, fighting for us. We honestly want to be here without you. So take Memorial Day as a very, very special honor because you deserve it. Peyton Dye, he pitched in the sectional championship, but was part of all of them. He also bats, had some timely hits. So we had him on after the sectional championship, the pitching victory. So we had to add him to this episode. On Super Sectional Monday, St. Bede Softball was in competition and they won their Super Sectional 6-1 against Orangeville in Sterling. Coach Sean Sons was elated, very thrilled, excited, happy. Just couldn't say enough about this team advancing to the IHSA state tournament. Again, 6-1 victory over Orangeville. They had everything rolling. Pitching from Reagan Stout. Hitting, defense, everything just went their way for the win. I delightfully got to call that on WLPO 103.9 as well. Just keeping the postseason rolling. After win-lose stat and before the chats with Amboy track coach Jeremy Wittenauer, Hall pitcher Peyton Dye, and St. Bede softball coach Sean Sons will have a short mix and match. A couple national things we got to talk about. Then we'll get to the amazing accomplishments that everybody in our area is doing right now. Have you heard the news First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? Pay off a high interest credit card? Or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online too. Check out FSB Premier's account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a newer existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. Let's get into this win-lose stat. We're going to start with the boys track meet. Thursday, May 25th to Saturday, May 27th. 
The Thursday, the 25th, is the 1A Class 1A prelims. The 26th is 2A and 3A prelims. And then, of course, the state finals are on Saturday, the 27th. Or were on Saturday, the 27th. Class 1A team standings. Salt Fork won the championship with 45 points. With 9 points, El Paso Gridley finished 31st. Tied for 54th was Newman with 4 points. Tied for 65 was Marquette with 2 points. Also tied for 65th with 2 points was Burrow Valley. 74th was Byron with 1.5 points. We had quite a few 1A medalists in the 800. Finishing 8th was Elijah House, Burrow Valley Sr. with 1 minute 57.85 second run. In the 3200, El Paso Gridley Jr. Dean Witzig ran a 9 50 82 for ninth place. In the 3200 relay, we had two medalists. Newman finished sixth, eight minutes, 12.47 seconds behind senior Kenny Bozen, sophomore Wyatt Weedoff, junior Lucas Schwab, and junior Lucas Simpson. Also medaling was ninth place finisher El Paso Gridley, eight minutes, 15.11 seconds. Junior Caleb Graham, sophomore Isaac Porzelis, junior Kyle Rigsby, and senior Sam Buschert. In the high jump, tied for eighth, Byron Jr. Carson Busser with a crazy leap of six foot one inches. If that ties you for eighth, I am finishing a hundred millionth. That is for sure. In the pole vault, with a fourth place medal, Marcus Casper, El Paso Gridley sophomore, 13 feet one inch. In the long jump, with a jump of 20 feet 6 inches, Marquette senior Caden Eller took 8th. And also meddling in long jump with a ninth place finish was Dante Golden, sophomore from El Paso Gridley with 20 feet 3 inches. At the 2A state finals, winning the sectional championship in the team standings was East St. Louis with 72 points. Sterling with 34 points took 4th. Sycamore tied for 9th with 18 Caneland was 16th with 15.5 points. Princeton tied for 32nd with 9 points. Also tied for 32nd with 9 points was Geneseo. Tied for 36th was Morris with 7. With 6 points, Streeter tied for 43rd. And with 3 points, Sandwich tied for 58th. There were a ton of 2A state medalists starting in the 200. Taking 7th was Dylan Doss, Sterling Sr. with a 22 point Three second run. In the 800, we had two medalists. Fourth was Streeter senior Cody Danko. One minute, 54.58 seconds. Taking fifth was Caden Emmert. Sycamore senior, one minute, 54.96 seconds. In the 1600, taking fourth was Dale Johnson, Sterling Jr. Four minutes, 17.46 seconds. In the 3200, we had four medalists. Taking second, Sterling Jr., just said Dale Johnson, 9 minutes, 8.77 seconds. Finishing fifth was David Valkner, Kaelin Jr., 9 minutes, 26.64 seconds. Sixth was Evan Nozick, Kaelin sophomore, 9 minutes, 27.65 seconds. Taking eighth, Dylan Gell, Geneseo sophomore, 9 minutes, 33.58 seconds. In the 300 hurdles, Noah Smith, Senior from Morris was third, 39.37 seconds. 
In the 400 relay, Sterling took 6th, 42.81 seconds behind sophomore Joseph Holcomb, senior Dylan Doss, senior Kale Ryan, and junior Kale Lettergerber. In the 800 relay, Sterling was 4th, 1 minute, 28.7 seconds. Junior Kale Lettergerber, sophomore Joseph Holcomb, senior Dylan Ross, and senior Kale Ryan. In the 1600 relay, three meddling teams. Sixth was Sycamore, seventh was Sandwich, and eighth was Sterling. Sycamore finished in three minutes, 25.25 seconds. Junior Eli Chrome, junior Matthew Rangel, senior Will Donahue, and senior Caden Emmert. Sandwich finished in three minutes, 26.21 seconds. Senior Dayton Beatty, senior Wyatt Miller, senior Louis Baez, and sophomore Simeon Harris. Sterling finished in 3 minutes, 27.57 seconds. Junior, Jordan Britt. Junior, Dale Johnson. Senior, Kale Ryan. And senior, Dylan Doss. In the 3200, taking 5th was Sterling. 7 minutes, 59.03 seconds. Junior, Parker Jansen. Junior, Jordan Britt. Junior, Owen Anderson. And senior, Thomas Holcomb. In the shot put, Princeton junior Payne Miller took fifth with a 54-foot shot. In the discus, Bennett Williams spun around and launched the discus 160 feet and 4 inches to finish sixth. Bennett Williams is a Princeton junior. In the high jump, tying for fifth was Caneland sophomore Frederick Hayson with a 6-foot 3-inch jump. In the pole vault, Cooper Shad, a junior from Geneseo, vaulted 15 feet 2 inches to take third. Braden Farmer, a Caneland senior, vaulted 13-9 to take eighth. In the long jump, Aiden Wizard, a sophomore from Sycamore, jumped 22 feet 4 inches to take second. In the triple jump, taking ninth, Nicholas Zerko, a senior from Sycamore, 42 feet 1 inch. In 3A, the state finals. Winning the championship was Homewood Flossmore with 58 points. Yorkville was 15th with 19.33 points. And tying for 55th was DeKalb with 3. In the 400, Yorkville senior Josh Pugh took 3rd with 47.5 seconds. In the 800, Owen Horeni, a freshman from Yorkville, was 8th with 1 minute 54.08 seconds. In the 1600 run, DeKalb senior Riley Newport was 7th, 4 minutes, 15.18 seconds. In the 1600 relay, Yorkville won a state title behind senior Bryson Clements, freshman Owen Harini, senior Elliot Goodwin, and senior Josh Pugh, 3 minutes, 19.04 seconds, state champions. And in the high jump, time for ninth. Yorkville freshman Taylor Clements, 6 feet 2 inches. Woo! All the medals that schools, that Edge of Your Seat podcast follow. Man, 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 man. That's a lot of medals. Well-deserved. They put the work in, did what they had to do to make those medals come to them. Win-Lose Stat is brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of general manager, Ski Hartman, and his associate, Jason Hintz, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship. 
to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five and has been with Mendota Ford for three years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for eight years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle of any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.MendotaFord.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. Baseball Class 1 Sectional Finals is where we left off. At the Pearl City Sectional, Newman advanced to the Super Sectionals with a 10-7 victory over Dakota on Saturday. Also on Saturday, Henry Sinanchuan won the Bloomington Sectional Championship, defeating Hayworth 6-1. In the Super Sectionals on Monday, both Newman and Henry Sinanchuan stayed victorious. Newman beat Chicago Hope 3-2, and Henry Sinanchuan beat Milford 3-2. Identical scores. This sets up colossal battle between Newman and Henry Sinanchuan at the IHSA Tournament Semi-final, noon Friday, in Peoria at Dozier Park. Woo! That game is going to be awesome. In Class 2A, we left off at sectional finals as well. At the Stillman Valley sectional, Byron won the plaque with an 11-13 win over Rockford Christian. Also winning a sectional final, a championship, Hall at Knoxville defeated Sherrard 12 to 7. I already said this once, but I gotta say it again because it was awesome. Hall went into the sixth inning trailing 7-3, scored seven runs to take a 10-7 lead, and then hits two solo home runs back-to-back. Back-to-back home runs for the 12-7 sectional championship victory over Sherrard. I was there with WLPO. It was awesome. In the Supers, both Byron and Hall fell. Hall lost to Joliet Catholic Academy 14-4, and Byron was defeated by DePaul College Prep 13-3. Crazy awesome seasons for both. Obviously, everybody wants to get into the state tournament. They fell just a game short, but they should not hold their heads low. Keep them high because you had an awesome season. The awesomeness was also throughout in the 3A Regional Championships. The Rochelle Regional Sterling season ended 15-0 to Burlington Central Catholic. In the Boylan Regional, Sycamore was victorious 7-3 over Boylan Catholic. Sycamore plays Wheaton St. Francis at 4 p.m. Thursday in a sectional semifinal. In the Geneseo Regional, Streeter was crowned the champs with a 7-6 victory over Galesburg. The Bulldogs advanced to today's sectional semifinal at 4.30 p.m., in Metamora. At the Morris Regional, the home team Morris lost in the championship to Rock Island 2-1. Again, crazy awesome seasons for everybody and everybody that's still surviving. We're going to be there to watch, broadcast, 
and of course, chat about it on Edge of Your Sea podcast. Believe it or not, sunny, beautiful weather is here. This means you'll want your lawn looking just as good as the sun rays feel. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is the definition of lawn beautification. The company offers tree removal, lawn care, stump grinding, and spring and fall cleanup to residential and commercial customers. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is fully insured and offers a senior citizen discount. Call 815-878-7504 for a free estimate from Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping. And I don't know about you, but after I'm working on the yard, or even when I'm watching someone else do the outdoor manicuring, I get hungry. Coming soon to Little Joe's Gaming Cafe is a kitchen serving a variety of good eats. Go to Little Joe's located at 713 Illinois Ave in Mendota or call 815-538-4900 for more information. This brings us to the softball field as 1A sectional championships is where we left off. St. Bede won its own sectional, the Class 1A St. Bede sectional, as the home team beat West Central 3-1. At the 1A Walther Christian sectional, in a battle of EOYS schools, Marquette was victorious over Newark 8-6. This set up some super sectional action. Marquette unfortunately lost to Leroy 2-1 in what I would call an upset. I thought Marquette was going to get to the IHSA State Tournament. No looking back. Unfortunately ran into a team that's hot right now in Leroy. St. Bede's offense, defense, Reagan Stout, Pitching in the circle, amazingly, advanced the Lady Bruins to the IHSA State Tournament with a 6-1 victory over Orangeville. St. Bede and Goreville kick off the state tournament at 10 a.m. Friday. I will be there, WLPO 103.9. Jeremy Aiken will be your play-by-play. I'll be the color guy. We're going to have a fantastic broadcast as we are cheering on St. Bede to get to the championship game on Saturday. In 2A sectional championships, the Stillman Valley sectional final was between Rock Falls and Marengo, and Rock Falls has crowned the champ with an 8-2 victory. In the super sectional though, Rock Falls could not expand their season as they lost to Rock Ridge 14-2. In 3A regional championships, Remember, 3A and 4A are a week behind 1A and 2A, so we don't have all the amazingness on the same days. Got to spread them out just a little bit. So 3A regional championships at the Ottawa Regional. The Lady Pirates advance to the sectional semis with a 5-1 victory over Morris. At the Rock Island Regional, Geneseo avenged LaSalle, Peru for an early season loss with a 7-5 come-from-behind victory. LP jumped out early. Geneseo had the rally to advance to the sectional semifinals. In the Belvedere Regional, Sterling beat Belvedere 11-0 to earn a plaque. Sycamore Regional, the Spartans keep it rolling with a 14-3 win over Freeport. You think we're done winning sectional championships? Oh no, Kalen won a championship 1-0 over Harvard. Moving on to sectional semifinals, with the regional championship victories from Sycamore and Kalen set up a duel for the Belvedere North sectional semifinal at 4.30 p.m. today. The winner will then meet Sterling 
as Sterling won its sectional semifinal against Woodstock North 3-0. So three of our schools right there in the same bunch. Only one is going to get out of that sectional. Will it be Sycamore? Will it be Caneland? Will it be Sterling? We'll see. Ottawa beat Chicago Heights 2-1 to earn a ticket into the Lamont sectional championship at 4.30 Friday. The Lady Pirates will play the winner of Lamont and Joliet Catholic Academy. In another sectional semifinal, Geneseo lost in the Metamora sectional to Washington 4-1. In 4A, we left off with Yorkville playing Plainfield North in a regional final. Yorkville was victorious, 10-0. The Foxes stayed alive in the Oregon sectional semifinal with a 6-1 victory over Oswego East. This puts Yorkville in the sectional championship at 4 p.m. on Friday against either West Chicago or Warrenville South. Their sectional semifinal is at 4 p.m. today. Woof! Softball action, just as crazy, just as awesome as all the rest of the spring sports. None of them better than the other. We have some awesome teams in softball that just know how to get the job done. Does your driver need a new grip? Seven iron need a new head? Putter need to be replaced? Want to play a simulator during rainy cold days? Sports Boss Golf is your one-stop shop for everything golf. Located at 2950 Kane Road in Leland, Sports Boss has over 10,000 used clubs and new clubs for sale. Owner Mark Wright rebuilds, repairs, replenishes the value of every club in his own shop. Want to Callaway? Sports Boss has it. A Betanardi, Bridgestone, Cleveland, Cobra, Exotics, Crank, Mizuno, Odyssey, Puma, Srixon, TaylorMade, Tor Edge, Wilson. Sports Boss has a partnership with each one of these top brands. Check out Sports Boss Golf Shop on Facebook or call Sports Boss Golf at 815-326-9686 or email sportsboss777 at gmail.com to book simulator time, inquire about repairing or purchasing clubs, or any of your golf needs. Girls soccer postseason, we left off with one survivor, Geneseo in 2A. The Lady Leafs played Peoria Notre Dame in the 2A Dunlap sectional final on Friday. Failing effort, great season, but Geneseo lost 4-0. Boys tennis, the state meet was May 25th through the 27th. Four singles. We had four qualifiers that made it to state. Morris's Connor Barth, Sycamore's Stephen Chen, Sterling's Brecken Peterson, Princeton's Tyson Phillips. In the double elimination tournament, this is how each of them fared on day one, Thursday, May 25th. Barth went loss, win-win-loss. Chen, win-win-loss. Peterson, win-loss, win-win. Phillips, loss-win-loss. That advanced Chen and Peterson to Friday's day two. Chen won his first one, but lost his second in the fifth round and was eliminated. Peterson lost his first match on Friday to end his season. In Class 1A state tennis, we had six double teams qualify for the state meet. Andrew Bullis and Daniel Santoy of LaSalle, Peru. Adam and Noah Gross of Ottawa. Connor Ahim and Mason Kitchell of Morris. 
Alex Slaymaker and Sam Mossbarger of Geneseo, Connor Nelson and Samuel Robinson, also of Geneseo, and David Warner and Owen Haas of Rochelle. Day one results. The LP duo, loss-win-loss. Ottawa, loss-loss. Morris, loss-loss. Geneseo won, which is Ahim and Kitchell. They won, lost, won-won. Geneseo's second combo of Connor Nelson and Samuel Robinson lost, and then followed with three wins. Rochelle lost, win-loss. This advanced both Geneseo teams to the fifth round on day two. The first team of Ahim and Kitchell lost their first match to be eliminated, and the second team of Nelson and Robinson won their first match, but then lost the fifth to be eliminated as well. The team title was won by Chicago Latin, 42 points. Geneseo was 15th with 8 points from the two doubles teams. Tied for 22nd was Sycamore with 5. Tied for 26th was Sterling with 4. Tied for 42nd was Morris with 2. Tied for 52nd was LP, Princeton, and Rochelle with 1 point each. In 2A doubles, Yorkville's Calvin Stilmunkis and Grady Phillips lost both matches on day one. I say this every single year when it comes to state tennis. It is the toughest to advance to, to qualify from sectional to state, and it is the toughest to move from Thursday to Friday to Friday to Saturday. The toughest. So many amazing players from the big cities, from the suburbs, and even squads like Geneseo, Yorkville, that are bigger, that are a burb in Yorkville's case, it's not easy. It is very, very tough. These people, these tennis players know how to play the game. And there's only two classes, 1A, 2A. It's not football where there's eight or basketball, baseball where there's four, there's two. So you are playing the best of the best as soon as you hit the postseason. Surf Internet's fast fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent, all-in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes. With speed packages starting at $35 a month, you'll get a free modem, free expert installation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts and no data caps at a price that's locked in for life. Go to surfinternet.com to learn more or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Whew. These state postseason everything high school sports is mind-blowing. The things that these kids can do, the level of their athletic abilities. I love it every year. That's why I've been doing this for 18 and a half years. Writing, blogging, radio coverage, podcasting, some level, somewhere, someplace, following high school sports. It's a beautiful thing. It's awesome, amazing. And I'm glad we are here to relay that, showcase, highlight that for everyone to recognize their accomplishments. Before we get to the chats, got to do a mix and match where we go through some national topics and things we want to discuss. Unfortunately, but amazingly, because these people were amazing in things that they did, we have three RIPs. This is my, I guess, obit section. 
I never liked doing this, but I feel like you have to when somebody at this level, whether nationally or, you know, personally, you know, leaves. It's only right to memorialize them. We just had Memorial Day. Everybody deserves their seconds of fame. And these three had quite a few minutes of fame. Starting with superstar Billy Graham. Was born June 7th, 1943. Passed away May 17th, 2023 at the age of 79. He was a WWF Hall of Famer. I say it like that because really he was WWF when Vince McMahon's dad still owned it. So Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Then he was still with the WWF World Wrestling Federation. Put in the Hall of Fame. And talked about on WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment Television. Man, I wish they could have just stuck with one name. Then I wouldn't have had to set all that. But, got to get all those details out. Superstar Billy Graham in the world of wrestling was a larger than life figure. World champion. And this, not everybody knows, but he was a major influencer of Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan had role models too and Billy Graham was one of them. And of course, his quote that has stuck around wrestling folklore forever and will forever. Often imitated, but never duplicated. This one I thought would never happen. I just thought he was immortal. Jim Brown, born February 17, 1936, passed away May 18, 2023 at the age of 87. This man was, is the man. He was drafted in the NFL number six in the first round in 1957 after playing with Syracuse. He was with the Browns from 1957 to 1965. Won a championship with the Browns in 1964. Three-time MVP in 57, 58, 65. Nine-time Pro Bowl selection. Eight-time first-team All-Pro. He was the Rookie of the Year in 1957. Eight times he led the NFL in rushing in a running back dominated era. Led the whole entire NFL in touchdowns scored five times. He's a member of the 1960s All-Decade Team. He's been a member of every legacy team. 75th anniversary, 50th anniversary, and he will continue to be as the anniversaries mount up. His jersey's retired at Syracuse and with the Cleveland Browns. Think football was all that this man did? No. He was an actor, including in Any Given Sunday. Probably not his top role and the first one that comes to mind, but the one that I remember the most. And he was also a civil rights activist. Right there in the thick of things. Rest in peace, Jim Brown. This one I did not know of until a couple days after the passing. And somebody's like, did you hear this? And my eyes got real big. I'm like, no way. Tina Turner. Born November 26, 1939, passed away May 24th, 2023, age of 83. Whenever I think of Tina Turner, I think of What's Love Got to Do With It. That song was huge in my childhood. I remember the video. I remember her big hair. I remember her iconic voice. I remember all that. I didn't know much of Ike and Tina Turner, the duo of the 70s, before my time, before my era course we know about the beatings and you know tina turner trying to escape ike turner and finally was able to and her career prospered ridiculously afterwards throughout her career three american music award wins seven billboard end of the year awards eight grammys she won one with ike 
seven by herself, including best pop female vocalist, rock vocalist, best rock vocalist, four times, and record of the year twice. She also has a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award and is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice, once inducted in 1991 with Ike and then 2021 by herself. Woo! What a career. What a legendary singer. Rest in peace, Tina Turner. Other topics want to discuss. Carmelo Anthony is officially retired. I don't know how to really think about this. I mean, everybody's going to have their time. Everybody's going to move on next chapter of their life. But for Carmelo Anthony, when he was coming out of Syracuse, I thought he was the best player in the world. I wanted Syracuse to win the national title. He did. And I was riding his coattails into the NBA and thought he was going to be better than LeBron James. In the same draft, 2003, I'm a junior in high school, about to be a senior, graduated in 04. So I remember this very, very prominently, watching the screen, watching the draft. Like, man, Carmelo Anthony is going to be the best player here. And he was really good. He was really good. He's a Hall of Famer, scored a lot of points, developed a kind of basketball that some people like, iso ball. I'm not going to say he's the sole creator of it, but he made it a way to go because that dude could score the basketball in every way possible. And now you're seeing it with Kevin Durant and a couple other top elite scorers in the NBA. And it's based off of what Carmelo Anthony was able to do with the ball. I'm not a fan. I think basketball is a team sport. You need to pass the ball more. And that's kind of why my fandom for Carmelo Anthony died. It had a slow death. It wasn't like, hey, I don't like him anymore. But I watched a lot of Denver Nuggets games whenever I could. And it was a slow process, but I started to understand that he wasn't the best basketball player in a team environment. One-on-one, I'm picking that dude to win every tournament that he's in in his prime. Simply. Make every shot. He could back down anybody. He could score on big guys, score on little guys, do whatever he needed to do to get the ball in the bucket. I'm picking him on -on one-on-one battles. Team stuff, Western Conference Finals, NBA Finals, which he never made it to. No, no, I'm not picking Melo. I just... Don't think he was a good team player, but a great NBA career, one to be proud of, no doubt. And, um, you know, happy retirement, happy retirement to Melo. This also means I'm getting old. Seriously. Almost all the players that are older than me in the NBA are gone. There's only a few left, but you know, it happens to all of us. You got to think of the positive things here. NBA finals, 2023 Denver Nuggets, Miami Heat starts Thursday, tomorrow, I thought the Nuggets were winning this NBA championship from the start of the postseason. My opinion is not changing. Jokic, Murray, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, they have too many pieces. I'm not even saying some of the other ones. Those are just the four off the top of my head. Really, really solid team that it's their time. They went through the agony of defeats, the injuries to Jamal Murray, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now it's a storybook ending where they get their ring. Nikola Jokic is that good. He possibly coulda, shoulda, woulda is the MVP of this season. I know they gave it to Joel Embiid, but team-wise, doing the best for your team, it's been Jokic for the last three, four seasons maybe. Three, definitely. He deserved those MVP titles last year and the year before, and he deserved this one too. Great player, and I don't see anyone stopping the Nuggets. 
Although I am happy for Jimmy Butler proving that he is a beast in the NBA and not one to be looked over. I think he's one of those stars that in the era that he's in, you know, there's going to be 10 guys that people think of before Jimmy Butler looking back at this era. But Jimmy Butler is very successful. He's gotten to the NBA Finals with pretty much nobody by his side twice now. Got beat last year in the Eastern Conference Finals by Boston. Now knocks out Boston this year in kind of a a revenge type situation. And he just believes in his team and does what he's supposed to do. He's making the passes to open guys. He's doing those things. He's making defensive stops. He's going all in and playing the game of basketball how I feel it should be played. Jimmy Butler is amazing, but they're not going to beat the Nuggets. Speaking of Boston, the media instantly jumped on the situation with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum after this season, which is now for Boston, free agency for Jalen Brown. Should they keep them together? Should they not? Yada, 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 yada. I mean, they just got eliminated. NBA Finals haven't even started yet, and we're already jumping into this. I guess that's what the media does. As soon as there's a storyline, bam, let's exploit it immediately. You would hope they could find a way to keep the two together. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, both awesome players, but maybe their games are going to be more exploited, exploded and exploited individually. Maybe they one of them has to go to another team, and I could see that happening. I don't think that this Boston squad is going to, I guess, make it. Do I think they could win championships? Maybe, but they got to either A, get some other pieces, or B, split it up, keep Tatum or Brown as their star and move on. And obviously to me, it's Jason Tatum. But Jalen Brown is a phenomenal basketball player too. This is why I'm a journalist and I just talk about it and I don't run a team. If they could keep the two together, that would be the ideal situation. NHL postseason starts Saturday. Florida Panthers, Vegas Golden Knights. I'm going Florida. They have been very dominant in the postseason. I understand they were not in the regular season. Thanks for the heads up, Pat Beals. But right now, they are absolutely rolling. And I think they continue it and beat Vegas Golden Knights. I don't really have a game prediction on NHL. But I'll say Florida wins in six, and I think the Nuggets beat the Heat in five. It's time to get to the chats. Jeremy Whitnauer, the Amboy Boys track and field coach. Peyton Dye, the Hall Jr. pitcher. And St. Bede softball coach, Sean Sons. We will be at the state tournament doing other things as well. I have a doubleheader at a Little League game as an umpire in just a few hours before we get this podcast out. So, keeping it busy, get these pods out as soon as we can. Until then, peace. Boys track and field sectionals this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, depending on what part of the state you live in. They're all over the place. Amboy competed last night on Friday And we have a qualifier, so you know we have to talk to a team representative, and why not the coach, Jeremy Wittenauer. How's it going, Jeremy? Good. Glad to be here. Had a great sectional having the 400 relay advance the state. Yes, we did. We were able to at least get an advancement in one of our relays. We had some individuals that were close that just uh, 
weren't able to pull it off. In my opinion, I think we were at the toughest sectional in the state for Class 1A. And which 1A sectional were you at again? We were at Taylor Rock Ridge. It was on uh, last night, Friday. So. Who were some of the teams that you were playing against or competing against? <laughs> um, the top team was uh, probably Lena Winslow. Um, Rock Ridge obviously was there for being the host. Um, Riverdale, Bureau Valley, Millersville. That was, uh, there's about 15 teams there, but they're just kind of the ones that pop uh, New, New and Central Catholic. Who yeah. are the guys that are in your relay team? Uh, we start off with the anchor of uh, Joel Billhorn. Uh, he is a Lamoille native. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He did move to Amboy. Um, he wasn't Lamoille. He did move to Amboy. Um, and our second leg is uh, Zane Murphy. Third leg is Caleb Llanos. And our anchor is uh, Kyler McNinch. Throughout the season, was this a team that you you know you were hopeful that could get into state, or they just put it on towards the end of the year? What is their story that you know got them into state? Uh, we started early on, uh, maybe not necessarily in that order, but with the same four athletes. Uh, uh, we, we periodically put it together for certain meets and thought we had some potential there. Um, some nights when we put it together, we'd have inclement weather where the times were just not going to be good. So we didn't really get a gauge on if we really had something until the conference meet. Um, it, it, we had a good night of weather. Uh, we put this order together uh, with the rest of the coaching staff, and uh, we felt that this would maybe be a possibility for us. And um, they, they got the time down uh, during this the conference meet. Um, to about three and a half seconds from state qualifying. So we kind of knew we had something going there. Oh, that's awesome. I know Kyler McNich is a senior. What about the other three? Zane Murphy is a senior, and uh, Joel and Caleb are both sophomores. So we got a little veteran presence with a, with, with some, um, you know, a couple youngers. Honestly, I always think that kind of works better than, you know, just seniors or just the youngers. I, I think when you mix it up with, you know, speed and talent and then speed, talent, and experience, you kind of got a pretty perfect team. Yeah, you know, it just kind of works itself out. You know, some years you do just have four seniors that have been fighting for four years and finally comes together. Or you, you got a couple seniors that, oh, all of a sudden we got some pretty talented youth. It's kind of nice that we can throw them together and get the youth some experience or maybe get down to state. And then you got a couple seniors that have never been down there that have a chance to go down there. Good stuff. Is this their first time at state or have any of them made it any uh, individual events or anything like that? I don't believe any of the, um, the boys have, uh, have made state in their high school careers. I know Kyler, he's had a great career as a distance runner for Amboy. Uh, he just missed it in cross country this year and our section was stacked um, we had some of the best uh, distance runners in the state um, he had to compete against. And the the weather conditions last night were not horrible, but they were kind of windy, and it, and it really affected his time for the mile and two mile, and he just missed out. So um, it was nice to for him to be able to um, help this relay advance and, and to have, have him have a chance to finally get down to, to Charleston and run out of the state series. Obviously, the track athletes always pushing for state, but I don't think they understand how awesome the environment and the experience is till they get down there. So that is cool that they all get a chance. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I'll talk to them Monday, let them have the weekend, get rest. And um, I have done in the past, I always tell them, 
Um, no matter if we get, go down there and, and make the finals or not, just 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 take it all in because as a sophomore, there's no there's no guarantee that you're going to be back there. And as a senior, when you finally get there, just 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 uh, relish the moment and, and take it all in. Let's just talk about the season. I mean, short as usual, but then kind of shorter as you're talking about the inclement weather. I mean, things were canceled or, you know, kind of rushed because of weather. This is kind of a, a difficult spring season. Maybe not as worse as, you know, last year, which it seemed like it was 30 for the entire months of April and May. But uh, you guys, you know, got some running in this year at least. It started off good. We had some uh, we had unseasonably warm weather. And we thought, okay, you know, maybe... You know, we were in the indoor season when actually we probably could have been running outdoors at a couple times, and then all, all of a sudden when the outdoor season hit, then um, our, we kind of had a, a difficult spring to where some of the meets that we had canceled, they, we could never get rescheduled, so we the season got shortened up a little bit here and there. But until the, probably the last uh, couple weeks when the conference meets started rolling through and uh, we started getting some decent weather, then we really showed our potential and what we thought we could, could advance some kids. So. Good stuff. How many years have you been with the Amboy Track Team? I believe, somebody asked me last night, at least 16 years. So, <laughs> Wow, and how long have you been the head coach? The entire time. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I knew you'd been around, I'd seen you a few times, I hadn't had the chance to speak with you until earlier this season uh, for a preview, but uh, you've done a lot of good stuff with the Amboy Track Team. I mean, have state qualifiers here and there, and always competitive. Well, you know, that's a testament to the athletes, and Myself and the rest of the coaching staff, you know, um, it's, it's long the, kid, the kids are there willing to put in the work. It's really them who are the testament to the program, uh, but but I, but I thank you for that. But I do attribute to uh, the kids, you know, so they're the ones who really put the work in. So. Awesome. And you're humble. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining at Jersey Podcast, and congrats on the 400 relay advancing to state. Okay, we're looking forward to it. Brandon LaChance, WLPO 103.9. We just wrapped up the Class 2A Knoxville sectional semifinal baseball game between Hall and LBC. That's Lewistown, Valley, Cuba. Hall came in at 21-8. LBC was 20-5. Hall picks up the 1-0 win to advance to Saturday, 11 a.m., the sectional championship game. I am joined by the school and they're like oh yeah we're LVC like oh well thank you because I didn't know but a great school in terms of baseball at this level and you guys kind of rose to the occasion the intangibles of the defense and able to scoop up everything they needed behind you but that had to be a relief for you as a pitcher yeah we've been pretty solid all year but we really came through today in a big spot now on Saturday Struck out seven, walked one. What was working for you? Uh, I saw you painting the outside corner for most of the game. Yeah, no, I'm playing the outside corner. He wasn't really given inside, so just working outside. 
Definitely. You got in one little bind in the fourth. They had the bases loaded, there was a hit by pitch, there was a, a walk, you know, things like that. But you and the defense kind of shorted it up and said, hey, you're not scoring any runs here. Yeah, we just really just came through in that. Just knew they had my back. Had to get it done. Perfect. It's that simple. Just had to get it done. Yep. Well, great win, man. Great outing on the mound, I mean, that's got to be good for you, make you happy, but now you guys still got some more work to do as you got a sectional championship on Saturday. Obviously, coming into this game, that's the plan, but now that you're there, that it's, hey, we're here on Saturday, what is the game plan moving forward? Just scrap it off like we have over here. It's kind of been the game plan. Yep. That word game plan, I mean, Tom Keegan, a man of few words, but when it comes to baseball, it's just get the job, get the job done. Exactly. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. There's the handshake. Peyton Dye, the winning pitcher for Hall in the sexual semifinal against LBC as Hall wins 1-0. Brandon LaChance, WOPO 103.9. We'll be right back to wrap up the postgame. That is coming up clutch. Scoring runs when they needed to, and Coach Sean Sons, that's what you guys did. Yeah, we, uh, I really wanted to put the pressure on them early. Uh, we did, uh, obviously, you know, bunting, stealing runners, you know, double steals and that. And, you know, it's credit to the girls. You know, I can call whatever I want, but they're the ones that have to execute it, and they did flawlessly today. No doubt. I had to get the handshake in while he was talking because I hadn't done that yet. Sean, you guys played... There's no such thing as perfect when it comes to sports, but it seemed like every aspect of the game, whether it was at the plate, in the field, Reagan in the circle, just everything worked your guys' way in the game today and made you guys victorious. Absolutely. You know, ever since the postseason started, I've had people come up to me and, and, and tell me, you know, man, that's a well-oiled machine, well-oiled machine. And again, it's, it's credit to these girls, all of them. I'm not talking about just the starters. I'm talking about the, the underclassmen who come to practice. We use them as runners. They put the pressure on our defense. Everybody up and down at the bench cheering them on. You know, it's everybody's job. It's, it's everybody did a phenomenal job, and that's what we credited to. You know coming into the season you have a good team, and obviously every year that you get in here you're like, hey, we want to go to state. That's everybody's goal. It's on the whiteboard, the chalkboard, whatever, for right. every squad. Right. For you guys to actually do that, you're going to be playing Friday in the semifinals. What does that mean to you for this team to say that? You know, it means everything. Because I wanted, wanted this. We all wanted it so bad for these girls. We know they're talented. You know what, though? It's so much more than the game when, it come, when you talk about these girls. Outside of the game, you know, they're strong, they're courteous, they're caring, they're passionate. You know, take the game aside, these are phenomenal kids. And, and, and that's what we try to do with our program. You know, it's, it's not just about the athlete. It's about well-rounded people. And I told these girls before the game that they're my heroes. That's awesome. That is awesome. We've seen it on the field today. They played a great game and have made you now a state tournament team and a state tournament coach. I know you're proud, very, very proud. A a absolutely. I, I just can't say enough. You know, it, it's, it's, it's still sinking in. You know, you have your ups and downs during the season. You know, we had some, some rough patches there in the middle and we had some meetings and figured some things out, you know, both on the field, off the field, personal, uh, spiritually, emotionally. And uh, <laughs> again, to these girls' credit, it, it, it's all about them. It's, it's Mudita. 
I mentioned that the last time. Remember what that is? When you can have as much joy for some one of your teammates doing well as you would have if you do did it yourself, that's that shows right here. And it just all feeds into each other. Absolutely. Awesome. Coach Sean Sons, St. Bede softball team, victorious 6-1 against Orangeville in the Class 1 Sterling Super Sectional from WLPO 103.9, me and Mike Brown. One more thing, I just want to say thank you to WLPO, you and Mike. Awesome job, awesome coverage. Uh, thanks to the sponsors that cover this. Uh, hopefully you guys are going to be down at State covering it. And, uh, hey, let's try to get number one. That's, that's what we're here for. We want to see a state championship, but we'll start with the super sectional championship and work our way. Like you told me, one game at a time. You got it. Thank you very much. Perfect. Thank you, coach.